I'm Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. In the previous episode, we met Caroline Duffy, who spoke with us about the textile design industry, how her involvement in an artistic community is life-giving, and the joys and challenges of working for oneself. She also reminded us to get out into nature for a healthy dose of inspiration, and today's guest agrees. He was loved his garden, very much into nature and planting flowers. So there was always, whatever season it was, there was some type of bloom that was, you know, there. And we always spent our time out in nature at the weekends. We would go for drives up the mountain, um, just right on the coast here. So it was either the beach or the mountains, the beach or the mountains, and a picnic with either one. Noticing different shades of green in the leaves and like how the sunlight filters through them and how the rustle, they rustle in the wind and kind of just like, Disconnecting your brain for a second and surrounding yourself with nature, that's a really good palate cleanser for me. Allow me to officially introduce you to today's guest, Shen Ramu. Shen Ramu, born and raised in Toronto, is an illustrator and designer working in the Canadian animation industry. Since graduating from the Animation Bachelor's Degree Program at Sheridan in 2012, she's been designing characters, props, and locations for various animated kids' television series. These include Paw Patrol, Just in Time, and Disney TV shows such as Jake and the Neverland Pirates, and Star and the Forces of Evil. Shen has worked locally for studios in Toronto, as well as in Ottawa, and now works with clients all over the world, from UK to South Korea to Israel. Her artistic goal is to create bright, happy images for kids to enjoy. Children, animals, and nature are heavily featured in her personal work, each image telling a story through expressive visuals. She loves border collies, jazz music, and that her work in animation keeps her young at heart. In our conversation, Shen and I discuss how she continues to refine and redefine her style, how she keeps herself inspired, and the tools she uses to create her work. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Shen Ramu. I'm an illustrator and designer working mainly within the animation industry. Uh, so that means I design characters and props and locations for kids' animated TV shows, um, usually preschool shows, which are the ones that I enjoy working on the most. Um, I've graduated from Sheridan, uh, the animation program in 2012. And then since then, I've been working uh, within animation, uh, started off as an animator. But uh, over the years, I found that I really like enjoy creating and designing the characters and the scenes more than just making them move. Um, so gradually I kind of made my way into the design position uh, within the industry. And can, and can you tell us some of the shows that you have worked on just so kind of anyone listening can have context. Maybe they have, I don't know, nieces, nephews, little brothers, sisters, maybe they've just seen it on their, their option uh, to, to watch a show on Netflix. What kind of shows have you worked on in the past? So mostly preschool shows, like I said, uh, the most popular one that you, you might have heard of uh, was Paw Patrol. 
Um, so I've been on that show for a few years. It was really fun. I worked on um, Fish Hooks, Starring the Forces of Evil, uh, Wander Over Yonder, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Um, a few of those were Disney preschool shows, Just in Time, a uh, bunch of others I'm sure I'm forgetting, but yeah. <laughs> We are Paw Patrol obsessed in our house, so you are a minor slash major celebrity around here. <laughs> Pretty popular with the kiddos. I don't, I don't exactly know the reason, but um, they seem to love it very much, and it's very sweet, so it's great. How would you describe your style of illustration? Style's a very broad word, but I guess if I'm simplifying it, it's cute and colorful. It's definitely my style. I really love drawing sweet, bubbly characters, uh, creating really inviting, cozy environments. Uh, and usually my go-to color palette are bright, bold colors that I use. Like the nature of my work basically, so kid shows has me drawing tons of cartoony uh, characters or, or environments more so than realistic. So that's something that I really love and therefore apply also into my personal work. So it definitely bleeds in. Um, cartoony is very much what I draw. Um, but having said that, like style is something I think that's always changing, um, at least for me, always changing, always evolving. And also depending on the show that I'm working on, you kind of have to know how to adapt to other styles as well, like to make it match, um, you know, whatever the art direction of the show is specifically. Um, though I do try to pick cuter in my style shows um, to be a part of, uh, but it's an ever evolving process. But definitely, yeah, I, I describe it as cute. I, I love cute things. I love drawing cute things. And for everyone listening, Shen has done some incredible work in the past for my family. So I, I have commissioned her to do some work for us. And our Christmas card last year, which was a huge hit, was an illustration of our family setting up the Christmas tree. And it captured so perfectly everyone's unique personality. My littlest was climbing on something and looked like she was about to hurt herself. My uh, my eldest was reading a book under the Christmas tree. The dog's ripping, ripping around. It was um, It was incredible. So... Yes, you have a very cute and colorful style that is uh, is certainly well received from from my family. <laughs> really fun. How did you find this kind of personal artistic style? I know you said it's always evolving, and I completely agree with with that for myself as well. Just thinking about my work and what I do, I'm constantly trying to kind of push the envelope. But how did you get to this place where you have this artistic style? How did, how did you find that? A lot of drawing, I would say. Uh, definitely practicing drawing subject matter that inspires me. Um, in my case, I love drawing children, animals, nature. Um, so doing that a lot, being inspired by other artists and artwork as well, um, which for me in the past few years, I've been um, looking a lot more at children book illustrators and illustrations, not just um, animation artists, which I also, of course, love, but kind of being inspired from different different styles of art all over, um, different mediums. Uh, and then incorporating like bits of that from things that I like um, into my own artwork. And slowly over time, you kind of find what feels unique to you. Um, you find what you enjoy drawing the most, obviously. And then, you know, other things like whatever um, medium you're drawing in or creating in. For me, that's mostly Photoshop. So I find what Photoshop brushes I like to use. And that's kind of over time how style develops uh, for developed for me, but definitely a lot of practice, a lot of drawing more and more and more. 
And so you mentioned you use Photoshop a lot. Now, when you draw, perhaps can you just give us kind of an overview of what that process looks like? So are you using a tablet or kind of what's the technology that you're using? Yeah, um, so it's a tablet for sure. It's a big Cintiq drawing monitor that I have, um, which I can directly draw onto with a stylus pen. Um, and so that's my, mon it's one of my monitors. It acts kind of like as a second monitor um, in my studio setup on my desk, I have my computer, my Cintiq. Um, and that's mostly it uh, for pretty simple. Photoshop primarily, I've used other programs um, to, if I'm doing like little motion graphics or animations. But for the still images that I work on, mostly it's Photoshop. Uh, when I'm not by a computer, I'll use just, you know, nothing fancy, pencil, paper, even sometimes sketching on like lined paper pads, like <laughs> just to get ideas out. Because um, I find that when I draw with pencil and paper, it's never final pieces. It's always rough sketches um, that then I will scan or take a picture of, bring into Photoshop and then continue it digitally. So is that typically how your process works is that you you start with that kind of rough sketch, pencil and paper, and then you scan it and you bring it in and you refine it in Photoshop? Is that right? Um, for some of them, a lot of times, it kind of depends almost where I am, when I get my idea, when I'm being inspired by whatever it is. So yeah, if I'm sitting, you know, uh, at a patio and I see like a really cute couple, someone walking their dog and I'm like, oh, that would be such a great little scene or someone that looks really unique. I need to capture that. So I'll like whip out a little paper notebook, um, and, and draw that and then bring it in. Um, if I'm working, um, just on work or have an idea and then bring it to the to my workstation later, then I'll do those rough sketches on the computer directly. Got it. Yeah, and so it's rough sketches. Finding a lot of references uh, really helps. I'll do like a little quick Google search, uh, finding poses, textures, color combinations that I wanna use. And then I use all those images, kind of put them like a collage style on the side of um, you know where I'm drawing just to have as a, as a reference, visual reference, and then finish my rough sketch, do the final line work, add color. That's basically the process for me. And what percentage of your day do you spend actually drawing, would you say? Whether it's the the stylus or whether it's a pencil or some other medium, what percentage of your day is actually you drawing? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, it changes depending on, you know, the project I'm working on, um, deadlines that come up if you need to, to make a deadline. I'd say at least, at least 40%, 40 to 60%, it changes depending on how busy I am. But a lot of time spent um, mostly sitting in front of the computer, um, which is what it takes. Uh, it's also hard. And I've definitely learned over the years, um, taking breaks is super, super important. Moving away from the monitor screen. Um, yeah, so because I do a ton of drawing stretches, it's something you might not think about, but I try to do stretches as much as possible um, because I spend so much of my time every day in front of the I think we would all be wise to heed that advice. Step away from the screen. Definitely, yeah. So you mentioned before that if you're sitting on a patio and you get inspiration, you see a, a cute couple walking a dog and you, you want to do a quick sketch it seems like perhaps you're always thinking about your work because it's your passion. It's also your full-time job, but what does that creative process look like in a given day, in a given moment of inspiration? It's a tough question because it's depending on what I want to create with that idea or inspiration. Um, the process changes. I guess the main thing that I would do because I work mainly digitally um, would be just working directly on the computer. Uh, so it's the creative process would be 
thinking of the idea, getting the inspiration, uh, doing those preliminary rough sketches, usually on the computer, unless I'm away from it. Um, a lot of times I do a lot of different exploratory research, trying to figure out the best uh, shapes or angles for that design. Um, you know, sometimes you draw the first thing and it's great, but then if you take a, a step back and look at it, you're like, if I try this, you know, in a different, slightly different angle or tilt the head up, head up or, you know, and then all of a sudden the image is more, um, comes to life more, uh, it just works better visually than it, it makes the final piece better. So yeah, doing some of that exploratory research in the actual rough stage. At work, uh, we do a lot of this thing, we find refs or reference images. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that the Google research, at first you think, you know, you don't wanna find a Google image and just copy it, but having that, those images to, to rely on just as inspiration even, or just as a starting point is really, really helpful and makes the final piece come more to life as well. So working with those, finishing my final sketch, then I move to final line work, decide if I want thick lines, thin lines, no lines um, is also a style that I choose sometimes. Even though the no line style is, is pretty big and fun to do, I still would always draw final line work first, then fill it in with color and texture and whatever else I want my final image to look like. And then I can delete the, it's always on a separate layer, especially helpful in Photoshop where everything is separated into layers. Um, so then I can delete that have my final no, no line work um, and still have it looking crisp and clean and, and what I wanted it to look like. Uh, and then, yeah, final image is done. I also like to add sometimes um, textures onto image, especially digital ones. I find um, adding kind of a slight fuzzy or grainy feel kind of gives it the illusion of something a bit more organic and not too digital. So even though I work digitally most of the times, I really like that organic feel and look. And what gets Shen excited to get out of bed in the morning? What about this work really excites you? Well, I would say cartoons make kids happy. I know they definitely made me happy as a kid. Animation still makes me happy. Every time there's a new Disney or Pixar movie, I get really excited. So I like the thought that the images that I draw are part of a process that creates um, happiness, that makes kids happy. I mean, it sounds a little cheesy, but ultimately there's so many jobs or industries that can use artwork, but I really appreciate that what I'm working towards is something, the final product, you know, brings a smile to a kid's face. I've always loved to draw. I've been drawing since I could hold a crayon. So the fact that I can do this now for work and bring, it brings joy to kids. That's, that's ultimately, um, you know, what gets me up in the morning, <laughs> why, why I do what I do. Brings a lot of joy to the kids in this house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So what's been your favorite project to date? What have you done that you've really kind of loved working on? This question is really interesting because I've loved many different, like I've worked on quite a few shows now, um, quite a few different styles. I don't know if I have a specific favorite project, but I will say I love working on pitch projects the most, um, which luckily I've been uh, able to work on occasionally. It's basically when I get to design an entire look and aesthetic of a brand new TV show idea. So characters, locations, style guides, I work with a writer who would ask me to create the visuals to go along to their story, something brand new. So it has to be like fun, original, and 
basically the work that I'm providing needs to help sell the show concept to whoever, you know, is wanting to produce it. Um, I've been lucky enough to work on a few of these pitch packages, pitch projects so far. And even though none of them have been greenlit yet or in the, they're in the process of, you know, being pitched right now, coming up with my own designs for these new stories is always really fun because normally if I'm working on a show, a lot of designs, even though I get to help create them or work off of new scripts, the general idea has already been developed. So this is something I get to develop from scratch and that's that's the most fun for me. It's something that I try to pick. I, I try to pick pitches that I could work within my style, that very cute, cute style. And it's something that I, I'm like, would six-year-old me love watching this show? And then if the answer is yes, then I hopefully can take the job. Um, I agree to take the job and then I know it'll be fulfilling work for me to, to do and to create like a brand new world and look. So doing pitch projects, I'd say, is, has been some of my favorite, favorite projects. And you make such an interesting point because, I mean, I, as a, as someone who is not in this industry, I wouldn't have even thought that was kind of an option or, but I mean, obviously someone has to come up with the initial concept and you said that you work with a writer to kind of create this whole new world for this potentially new show. I can imagine how creatively fulfilling that might be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely. I recently worked on, I can't say too much about it, but I worked on that involved a lot of princesses and a lot of dresses. And as you can imagine, that would be very cute content to work on. So that was a lot of fun to develop. And fingers crossed that that, that happens because my kids will be <laughs> all over that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, six-year-old me definitely was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. So it was it was fun to, to work on. So what is the most challenging aspect of being a full-time illustrator? Staying motivated. Uh, keeping up your motivation to be creative uh, is something I find can be, it can be really tricky, especially when what I do for work and what I do for fun is pretty similar. Um, it involves a lot of sitting in front of the computer, as we, we've talked about. So to remedy this, I, I think I, I realized I needed to make, uh, make sure that I added downtime in every day where I don't draw. So, you know, the amount of drawing that I do always has to have like a little bit of time where I'm completely away from the screen, completely away from, you know, holding a pencil in my hand. Um, so really important to add that to my daily routine. I've been taking a lot of outdoor breaks recently, especially now when the weather's been so nice. Just like even just sitting outside, you know, some people go for a walk or do something active, which is great. Also, um, highly recommend being active, especially when you're sitting for so long in the day. But even just sitting outside, looking up at the trees, like noticing different shades of green in the leaves and like how the sunlight filters through them and how the rustle, they rustle in the wind and kind of just like disconnecting your brain for a second and surrounding yourself with nature. That's a really good palate cleanser for me. And then I can go back inside and like sit back in front of the monitor and draw some more. So that's keeping yourself motivated definitely requires taking breaks because eventually, you know, you're just going to burn out. So the, the motivation I think comes with taking breaks away from doing what you love to do. And I need to take that advice more often because I, I find that I'm, I love what I do, but I'm constantly thinking about from kind of the time I, the moment I wake up in the morning to the time that I, my head hits the pillow, there's, there's kind of stuff moving around in my brain. And I think, Ooh, we could do this. Ooh, what about that? Ooh, what about that? But having that, as you say, palate cleanser, where you're sitting outside and you're just, 
you just take a break and you try and clear your mind, I think is incredibly important in, uh, in your industry. But also I think all of us could, could learn from that. Now, what does the future look like for Shen Remu Art? In a perfect world without any constraints, what would your ideal world look like in 10 years? And I know that's perhaps a loaded question because, yeah, there's there's pros and cons to long-term goal setting. But in a perfect world, what might this look like? Perfect world with no constraints sounds wonderful. I will just put in a quick little word here. I think for artists, especially, I mean, this is something I've noticed, but I think a lot of artists can agree um, not having to worry about making a living, you know, it's, it's great that we can create art and make money, but it's also something that requires a lot of self-marketing and business knowledge. And I think for a lot of artists, they want to focus on just their art and just their creativity. So in a perfect world, if we could all do that, just saying that would be amazing. Um, so, but to answer your question, um, I would be designing things, many things, not just for kids TV shows. So still within the realm of design, um, I have dreams of getting into children's book illustration. Um, there's so many beautifully illustrated kids' books out there. Um, and every time I see one, I'm like, oh, that's so, so beautiful, so cute. I wish I could do something like that. Um, I do a lot of artwork on my own spare time that I think, you know, I, I read a book or have an idea and then I'm like, oh, this could be something. But, you know, it's a different industry to get in. So it's it's uh, maybe something for, for later on to look into. Um, stop motion animation sets. I love designing the design of them. I would love to design them. Uh, designing greeting cards would be amazing. Um, even working on animated music videos because I love animation time to music. So designing something for that. Um, I have lists and lists of personal projects, I'm sure every creative person does for like storybook ideas and animated short films. So with a world, uh, in a world with no constraints, I'd love to work on those. And I think I would also like to work with kids in some capacity. Um, I've run art camp programs in the past when I was younger and I found that was really fun and encouraging um, to see that creative spark in, in younger kids kind of come to life. So maybe running some sort of arts program or animation workshop or something that kids could be involved with it. Um, because as a kid, I was really encouraged to be creative and to draw and to sculpt and to paint and all those things. And I think it's something really, really important for, for kids. So yeah, working on my own creative ideas and teaching them to kids. And teaching kids to do the thing, to, to work on their own creative ideas. I think that's really important too. Um, especially in the days of, you know, we all hold a, cell, a, a smartphone in our hands and it's hard to kind of get away from that a little bit. Um, so putting it down, being creative, I think that would be really great. This sounds like an incredible list and you sound like, you know, exactly where you want to be within all of that, of course, which is, which is awesome. And I think, uh, um, well, I don't know if you know this, but I am an aspiring children's book author. So, Shen, maybe you and I one day in the future can collaborate on a project. What do you think? Let me know. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm. I won't hold. Uh, I won't hold you um, accountable to that. But <laughs> maybe one day. You're hearing it here first. Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Shen, for being here with us and for sharing what what you do uh, as an artist, as a female artist. And I wish you all of the best of luck in your future projects. And while you can't speak specifically about the show that you're working on right now, uh, please let me know so I can my kids can watch it whenever whenever it comes out. Oh, will do. I'll keep you posted. Thanks so much for for chatting. It was really lovely. 
Among many insights gained, Shen reminds us about the need for boundaries. In the next episode, we meet Kate, a portrait artist who shares Shen's feelings about the importance of boundaries in creative work. Keeping yourself motivated definitely requires taking breaks because eventually, you know, you're just going to burn out. But I made sure that, like, I put those into my calendar and those were like, it was work. Even before it was paying all of my bills, I still treated it as work and, like, put aside time for it and made sure I was doing it. Stay tuned.